Okay, so we got cut off at 30 minutes instead of an hour. So this is, you know, <laughs> part of our wild week. That's all right. But as you were saying, Laura, or <laughs> Ogre. I was always looking for ways to get off and, and escape. But I think that stuck with me throughout my life. Yeah. I always, you know, my parents telling me, why do you always have to ruin everything? Mm. And, you know, that, that still goes with me. Absolutely. Um, you know, throughout my life, you know, I remember being in my first serious relationship, which indeed lasted 18 years. Sure. You know, um, but I remember, you know, from day one, thinking and saying out loud, when you leave me, and because in my head, I knew that I always ruined everything. Laura, <laughs> oh my God, my heart just sank. Right, and, and it's, I think that to this day, it carries with me that I'm going to ruin it. I'm going to ruin whatever is going good. I'm going to somehow ruin it, you know? And wow. Yeah, it is kind of sad, but. I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've gotten more cynical and more, you know, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, yes. And then 2020 just really like, yeah, the, you know, right in there. Um, but even even today, um, you know, I'm, I'm relatively free. Like I said, my 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 kid is grown and off on his own. And, right. You know, I don't I'm not really responsible for him anymore. And, um, you know, I don't feel like I'm responsible in the fact you know in in the terms of being you know a mother a wife uh, you right know, that kind of a thing right so, you know age is a good thing to me you know yeah just learning and and being able to deal with things the way you want to yes the way that people think you should yes um you know I, i'm not obligated to do family christmases family thanksgivings right. you know i I remember the first year I was able to do um, my my wife and the children yeah. went to her family's house for Thanksgiving, and I didn't want to go. Right. Um, and it was when I first really asserting myself as far as they don't like me, I don't like them, I don't enjoy myself there. Right. If you want to go and take the kids, that's fantastic. I'm not going. Yeah. And I remember that first feeling of freedom, and it was. A lot of guilt, like I'm ruining the holiday mm -hmm. because of what I because I'm being assertive in what I want. And, yes, but that was probably the best Thanksgiving I've I've had in yeah. a long time. I had I I made a big dinner, and I invited all of my friends. That's awesome. And we had the best day. Sure, because you were with people you really felt comfortable and being with. People that I could really be myself with. Right. You know, going to the the, the in laws for for holidays was always so you have to get dressed up. You have to be nice. Yeah. You have to talk to everybody. And I enjoy spending time with my wife and my children. Right. But the extended family is just, it's a lot. It's draining. It's, you know, it's a lot of questions. It's a lot of, you know, fake uh, energy and stuff. Yeah. And I think that that all plays on your mental health, you know, when you have to pretend to to be somebody that you're not. Yeah. And I, I think that that weighs on you personally, you know? Absolutely. And as I've gotten older, I've, I've learned that I'm actually an introvert. Um, and I know that word gets thrown around a lot. 
but I really resonate with it. I, I think that surprises some people because my people pleasing that has developed from my trauma and anxiety makes me appear to be comfortable in social situations because I've, I've developed the skill to wear that facade if needed. Right. So to keep up the conversation, to keep a smile on your face. And, and it's, it's, you seem to do it flawlessly. It's, but I know how, hard it is to keep that up for extended periods of time yeah and so i agree that as you get older and you start to pick and choose who you want to spend time with and how you want to spend time with people you you get that control back it's empowering it's empowering it kind of goes back to our episode about lying is i think that's where i i did kind of become skilled at lying in a sense because there were expectations and then there was how I really felt. Right. And what I've learned as I've gotten older with my trauma and my anxiety and people pleasing and being an introvert is I like the idea of things more than I actually like the execution of things. Oh, absolutely. So I like the idea of large family gatherings and the warmth and the coziness. And I have wonderful memories as a child having our entire family over. I also have memories of escaping to my room fairly frequently to catch my breath. Right. Just have some downtime. To read, to play in my room, to, I was big into journaling. I was big into rearranging my room and and making the space feel personal. I have a memory of hanging out in my dad's pickup truck with a cap on the top and making my own little apartment back there. (laughs) And I remember being back there and watching people, uh, unbeknownst to them, didn't realize I was in the truck, watching people walk by, go into the house for my birthday party, and I'm playing in the truck <laughs> because I needed those times away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sleep was always a big issue. You know, um, those those events usually lasted very well into the night and I've had I've been a troubled sleeper probably for as long as I can remember and not getting enough sleep. Even at a young age, I couldn't articulate what it would do to me the next day, but I knew it wasn't good. Right. Did it and feel good. Um, so that stress, you know, of of having people over late and the noise and not being able to get to sleep was always a big issue. Again, another another reason why I ruined things. Right, right. And you also had, I mean, on your father's side, you had a large Irish family. That's right. And on your mother's side, you had a large Italian family. That's right. So there was a lot of cousins and aunts yes. and uncles and everybody's, you know, loud and talking and it's-, it's Talking a, over one another. Yes, and it's a lot. It's a lot mentally and physically, yeah. It is. And what's so interesting is, you know, at work I talk about peopling a lot because we often see several- patients a day, not, not only for sessions, but interacting with colleagues and patients all day long. And this week I had my first intake for probably in months, we'd been really slow and I had my first intake and I had mixed feelings about it. It felt great to kind of spend a whole day working with one patient and it happened to be their first time in treatment. And I like knowing that I'm one of the first people that they're interacting with. And, you know, it that feels good, right. but it was so emotionally draining. Like I was physically exhausted at the end of the day, 
just having to be on for hours at a time with this one person. Right. Even though they didn't demand that of me, it was just, you know, it's what I demand of myself. Right. And it's the, it's the process of the intake. Exactly. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, yeah. I think, I think age and being honest with yourself mm -hmm. is definitely helpful when it comes to mental health, self-care, yeah, things like that, to be able to say, I agreed to go to this function last week, right? but I can't. Yes. And yes. having the, the, the friend circle of people who support that. Yes. And are like, I totally get it. That's right. I, I mean, we'll, you know, my, my friend, uh, my best friend and I will make plans. Yep. Uh, you know, weeks ahead of time to go and attend this thing. And the day of we're texting each other. Like I am so not in the mood for this. That's right. And there's no judgment. There's no judgment. It, there's no, it's, it's like, okay, if we're going to do it, we're going to go together. That's right. And we're only going to stay 30 minutes and then we're out of there. And it's, it's helpful to have the support of all of these people who feel the same way you do. Yeah. It takes the pressure off. I have a friend like that as well. We'll make plans and it's understood. We can cancel on each other at the very last minute and there will be no judgment. There'll be no resentment. There will be no, like, I don't want to make plans with this person anymore. It's just understood that we both have mental stuff that could come up at the very last minute and even chronic pain, like we've talked about before right. and chronic illness. Um, and, and we've got to include mental health in the chronic illness. Absolutely. You, know, you could be totally fine for, you know, three weeks in a row. And then, the, you know, the one day it's just something right. happens and, and you just cannot handle one more thing. You can't handle leaving the house. And again, going back to a friend base, like I, I feel like, before when I was younger, yep. being with friends meant I had to put on decent clothes. That's I right. I had to look good. I had to wear a bra. I had to act correctly. And winnowing, you know, down your friend circle to the people who really matter and the people who really understand who you are. Right. And you can totally be yourself. You know, now, we've got friends now who come over and lay on the sofa and, and I'm not wearing a bra and I'm wearing. Oh, yeah you know, a stained shirt. Oh and, yeah. You know, we're sitting around farting and drinking beer. That's right. That's comfortable. Yeah. And if you, you know, if I'm tired and I'm done with, you know, the conversation, they don't get offended. If I'm like, peace, I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, exactly. That's what you need in your life. And unfortunately I didn't figure this out until recently. Mm -hmm. And if I had discovered this earlier in my life, I think, I think, things would have been better earlier. Yeah. But it's, it's helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah. To have that. I agree. That freedom. I jotted something down earlier that kind of goes along with what we're talking about. And it, I don't think I'm the first one to coin this phrase, but I've never heard it before. Um, and I jotted it down in my notes, <laughs> trauma training. Okay. So I was thinking about situations, particularly at work, that enrage me because I was trauma trained to not do those very things. Let me give you an example. Please. So can anyone else relate to becoming enraged or put out when someone doesn't read the room and anticipate your feelings? Oh, yeah. Because I was raised to anticipate the adult's feelings in my life 
and to not bombard that person, let them get settled. Don't, don't meet them at the door with questions. Don't ask them questions when they're watching TV. There was a time and place. Everything was very cautious and you read the room and growing up in that environment, I think has led to me being an empath and highly sensitive because I very much can perceive what's going on with other people almost like a superpower, like, da, 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 da. okay, this is, you know, this is what this person needs. And I, knowing, knowing what would happen if I didn't do that as a child, what the repercussions were, I'm still very cognizant of that as an adult, but not everyone has had the trauma training that I have because I'll be clearly in the middle of something, typing up case notes, on the physically on the phone, you know, <laughs> scheduling my day, not making eye contact with the person who's lingering in my doorway. I'm not really responding to the idle chit chat that's happening. Everything about my person is saying I'm fucking busy. Right. But that person is not picking up on it. And they continue to stand in your doorway and try to engage you. That's in right. Personal conversation. That's right. And so what I've had to do well, what I've chosen to do is speak up and advocate. Um, and it doesn't always, that still doesn't even land because I've actually said to someone, I'm really busy right now. Like I'm, you, you can physically say I'm flying around the building. I look frazzled. <laughs> Everything about my energy is frenetic. Like I'm just, there's a lot going on and they'll approach me to talk to me about something that could easily be messaged to me or emailed to me. And I would say, I'm not going to absorb anything that you're saying to me right now. My mind is in a million different places. I can hear my, my energy change talking about this. Like my speech is speeding up. Like I'm reliving that, that chaos and that frustration of actually taking a moment to advocate for myself and saying, can you please just email this, whatever you need to tell me, I'm not going to remember. Oh, it's no big deal. And then they proceed to tell me again the thing I'm not going to remember because I'm in the middle of 18 million different things. But you're not wrong in how that makes you feel because right. that, that is, they're not listening to you mm -hmm. when you're expressing what you need. Or That's right. They're not listening and they're not caring about what you need because That's right. they're putting themselves and their issue ahead of everything else that is going on and making themselves the priority. Right. And that, that is really annoying. It is. Um, you know, it, it doesn't, it's not hard to pay attention. Right. Um, and see that like literally seeing someone running around the building, you can see when someone is frazzled Yeah. and when they take the time to be like, yo, can you chill for a second, text me, email me, whatever, and I'll deal with it. And, and they still pursue it. It's it, that's like so inconsiderate. Yeah, yeah. I've had people stand in my doorway and make what I can only assume, since I'm not looking at them and therefore not engaging with them, and clearly non-verbally telling them I'm not in a place to interact socially with you right now. Though I can tell from my peripheral vision, they've made some kind of face or they're doing something cute that like. They have all this time on their hands and have time to do that, which is great. I don't. And I've had someone do that and say, oh, you missed it. And as I'm still furiously writing in my notebook, like I missed it because I'm working. Right. And that's what we're here for. Right. And being met with like, oh, 
oh, yeah. well, and you know, like I'm, I'm working right now or, you know, um, <laughs> you work with a bunch of therapists and counselors. There's going to be times when you are asked for personal advice and I'm fine with that to an extent. I'm very big on boundaries because of my trauma history and, and my anxiety and everything, but, um, not to the detriment of me not meeting my needs as a counselor for the job that I'm employed at currently. Right. And you also have to put your personal needs up there too. That's right. You know, I mean, you can't just tuck your personal needs in your drawer while you're at work. That's right. Um, you know, just because you're a counselor doesn't mean you have to listen to everyone's bullshit. Right. And be everyone's free therapist. For exactly. The um, and, and that bugs me too in a, in a work environment is whether, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the work situation or right. where you work, whether you're a therapist or not. I'm not here to listen about your stupid boyfriend. I, right. You know, whatever. I, you know, I'm here to do my job yeah. so that I can go home and live my life. That's right. And you are not a part of my life. That's right. I don't care. Yeah. You have friends. Right. Go talk to them. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. And and a lot of people, a lot of people think I'm a bitch. I mean, I don't, and I never have, but I, I, as someone who's beginning to set those boundaries, especially at work, I can see why someone might think that about me as well. And I try to do it. I try to do it in the most diplomatic way as possible so that I can still be kind and fulfilling my need to people, please, <laughs> while also asserting myself. Right. Um, and it depends on the person too. There are some, some individuals that I, I'm a little less concerned about coming across bitchy. Uh, and, and for those individuals, it, it might actually work to my advantage because, um, some people need to be hit over the head with it. Subtlety doesn't work no, for some everyone. People are just completely oblivious right. to any cues whatsoever. They just keep ramming their personal lives in, into you. you right. Know? And I'm a pretty serious person at work. I, I do like to have fun and, and socialize to an extent as far as like blowing off steam in between sessions and, and chit chat. But again, if I have a patient here, I'm not going to leave them waiting that's not, I'm not going to leave them waiting so I can discuss mine or yours or someone else's personal problem. No, that's not, that's not the time and place for it. Right. Exactly. I would be, I would be pissed if I was that patient. And I think we've all been that patient in a waiting room who feels like, you know, you're seeing eight people socializing and you've been waiting an hour to see the doctor. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but that frustrates me. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it makes me feel like I'm not here. I'll do the fake cough thing. Like, <clears throat> you know, I'm still here, right? <laughs> like I'm still a person in this waiting room, <clears throat> you know? So <laughs> yeah, I just thought of that today. Trauma training, like, Oh, you know, maybe you've had trauma, but not the trauma training I've had. I had the walking on eggshells trauma training. Interesting. I had the like, really think about what you're going to ask before you ask it and make sure like, is this the right time? Well, I mean, there kind of is a right time and a wrong time to say or ask certain certain things. And you again, you have to read the room. Right. You know, it's like, I, you know, I haven't seen you all day and I might have six things that I need to talk to you about or discuss with you. But I'm not going to like be at the door when you get home um, and and 
bombard you with them. That's right. You know, I mean, sometimes I meet you at the door and I follow you around. And it's very <laughs> cute. And then, you know, depending on the week or the day, like sometimes it doesn't phase me at all. Other times I do say, you know, I'm, I'm, I need you to be serious right now. Or like right. I'm, I'm in a bad mood or, you know, I have, I'm having a grumpy day. And I, I think being comfortable with advocating for myself is, is a new concept. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's getting better, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and if we're, we're talking about mental health and how all of this comes together is I feel like it's super important to advocate for yourself and be honest about how you're feeling. Um, I'm having a, a bad day and I am not in the mood right? for your silliness right now that's right and, and i think you know instead of putting up with it which just makes you grumpier and resent and resentful builds resentment yep and you know just by you being honest laura right. i've had a really shitty day right i'm not in the mood for your wiggle dance and <laughs> and, and your silly puns yes you know and and that that's fine right it's totally fine um but in all aspects of our life, I think being an advocate for yourself and for you, how you feel is super important. I, T telling I people your actions or what you're doing is really upsetting me. Right. Um, you know, I really, I really don't want you to flick my ear anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if you could not put that paper clip in my ear again, that would be great. Yes. Um, that would be awesome. I, Thank I think, you. <laughs> and I think that it gives you control. Give yeah. you the power to, to be honest, you know, and to let your mental health be out there. Yes. It's a fine line, but I, I think I'm getting there. And I, I think it is hard in the professional world, especially when you're working with other mental health professionals. I mean, let's be honest. I, most of us, myself included, were drawn to the field because of our own issues in the first place. And so many of us do have to keep those things in check and always keep up with the self-care and the checking in with ourselves. Otherwise we could get buried alive by it. Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know? um, I think we're coming to the end. Um, I, what we are going to do in another episode is go more into detail about addiction, specifically like decriminalizing, you know, drugs yes. and, um, and I, well, yeah, in the next, in the next episode, I'd really like to talk about, uh, microdosing of LSD, yes. which has been a hot topic in the news recently. And there's been a lot of good results with it. Awesome. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to talking about that. Awesome. But I did want to end with an audio of a TikTok, which I'm going to include the TikToker's uh, name and the date that she posted it. So her name's Rain McGowan, and she posted it on 11-13. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I thought this was a perfect example of people-pleasing. And when I saw this, I just related so, so much to it. So I hope you all enjoy it. And um, thanks for being patient with the two-parter. Hopefully we'll get this under control. Bye guys. Hashtag 2020. <laughs> and we're out. Here's the TikTok. Here's my impression of me if I just got stabbed and had to call 911. Hey, um, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're having literally the best day ever because you deserve it. Um, I just wanted to call to, uh, well, A, to see how you're doing. Um, and B, to let you know that unfortunately, um, 
I, I don't want to be dramatic at all, um, but I am currently bleeding out. And uh, sorry to be a downer. Uh, you, you know how it is. Um, but if you do have any free time um, today, if it's at all convenient, I would love if you could send an ambulance over here. Um, no pressure. Totally fine if not. It's, you know, you're busy. I get it. Um, literally fine whatever happens so no pressure at all but yeah if you could i would really appreciate it if not totally fine um and i hope you have a great day and an even better weekend if you are interested in sending us listener letters asking for advice sharing something unusual or topics that you want us to discuss send an email to pixie and ogre pod at gmail.com that's p-i-x-i-e a-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.